you got to find a connection to your heart, in my opinion. And that's where you're going to find your purpose. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, this is your one life. You, <laughs> I mean, if you ask me, you know, you better do something that you enjoy, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But if you're disconnected from your heart, you don't know what you enjoy, right? And I think there's a there's an epidemic of people right now doing things they don't enjoy, and then developing the the strength of the mature masculine, the Shiva consciousness, being able to hold space because you can't have a long term romantic partnership that you're happy with. You might you might have one that you tolerate, but not one that you're happy with if you can't be a space holder for your woman. What is up, everybody? Coach Ferguson here. This is the Full Potential Living Podcast. In this podcast, I will aim to provide motivation, clarity, and a clear sense of purpose, helping you live a full potential life. What is up, Full Potential listeners? This is Eric Ferguson, Coach Ferguson on the Full Potential Living Podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. I want to welcome you to the year of transformation in 2023. So our guest of the day is Cesar Rodriguez. Cesar happens to live in Costa Rica. He's a men's work and relationship coach storyteller, aka podcaster, and blogger. He owns his own marketing agency, and his mission is to enable people to live from their heart. As always, I hope you get value out of this conversation. I hope it helps you unlock your full potential. Also, we are looking to grow on the Full Potential Living podcast. So If you enjoy a podcast, go ahead and follow. Follow on Spotify, Apple, Google, lots of different, just about every platform. But make sure you follow. Share it with one person. If you like a podcast, go ahead and share it with one person. What we're trying to do here on the Full Potential Living Podcast is build a community of like-minded people who are looking to elevate their lives and uncover their greatest self. And I believe that happens through living in your purpose. But what does it mean to you? Right. So thank you so much for listening. Let's all live in our full potential. Let's go. Welcome to the podcast, man. I really appreciate you coming on. I know we we met over social media and I just felt like we were aligned in in mm-hmm. where I'm going with with my podcast, with my life in general, and I was inspired by some of your work and some of the things that I saw on your Instagram. So I wanted to connect with you, man. Thank you, Eric. Really appreciate you having me, brother. Yes, yes. So, where are you coming from? Tell everybody uh, where you're at. And uh, yeah, I'm currently in Santa Teresa, Costa Rica. I've been here for it's gonna be two years now in about a month. Awesome. Moved from Miami and just right. moved there yeah. one month and it turned into two years. Yeah, yeah. I was in Miami 22 years for a long time. I, I thought to myself, man, why would I ever live somewhere other than 
Miami, you know, like, it's like one of the best cities in the world. We got it all here. Yet I wasn't well traveled at all. You know? <laughs> so, so I don't know that I could really have the right to say that, but, but yeah, I came here for about a month and I said, okay, the most I'll be is three. And in the very, very rare instance, I might go a year. I wanted to spend some time on my own, connect with my heart. And yeah, I just really fell in love with a simple life. You know, there was a huge contrast. I felt like the slowness that being immersed in nature provided. Mm. And to the point that I didn't know what to do with myself. I was like, wow, well, like, I'm supposed to have this much free time. What's going on? <laughs> you know. And then I was like, wow, this is beautiful. You know, like I could go on and on about like how the city life kind of, I guess, brainwashed me to think I need all these things. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, now I'm just here in the little beach town. I can see the ocean from where I am. I can see it from in bed when when we wake up in the morning with my fiance. You know, there's beautiful trees all around us. Like I'm in the jungle right now. You know, it's a beach jungle environment. It's very unique. So yeah, love it here. That is incredible. That sounds amazing. Yeah, to have that be immersed in the jungle and nature and have so much peace because yeah definitely going from a city like Miami that's that had to be quite a quite a transition <laughs> absolutely sure was i guess caesar tell us a little bit about yourself like what's what's your background what's your story and and what's brought you to this moment today who are you yeah <laughs> oh boy it's one of those questions right <laughs> <laughs> what do so, I- yeah, I mean, what to say about myself? I'll start by sharing what what matters to me. You know, what matters to me is that we live from the heart. That that's my passion at the moment, and mm-hmm. it's the main thing that I'm involved in. I have a podcast called Love Is Our Nature mm-hmm. that started two years ago, but really the vision for it started about six years ago from after my experience in my first ayahuasca ceremony, where I discovered that like love is what everything is made of and right. my body is made of love and it's and it's its own conscious sentient being separate from my consciousness we just seem to be one but we're actually two you know mm-hmm. and and I was so moved by the love that I felt from my body towards me right and I saw that my body was my most faithful servant and it served me out of love and and I was just like, wow, the same love that my body is made of, which is apparently all it knows, is the same thing that everything in our world is made of. And I just saw like how disconnected I'd been from that. And I became inspired to like start writing about that, start talking about that. So, so I have a blog and a podcast that you can find in loveisournature.com where I share all that. And so that's my passion. And, and I've most recently started to dive deeper into working with men so I started a brand called Conscious Masculinity. I run a men's circle, which is the Conscious Masculinity Brotherhood Circle. Mm-hmm. It's a, pretty much an elite group of men. We get on a call online for an hour and a half, twice a month, and we're in a, a WhatsApp group together, really just supporting each other, you know, and raising the bar on each other, which I love. And at the same time, just holding each other, you know, giving space for whatever one of the brothers might be dealing with, you know, and, and it's just beautiful. And also I'm coaching men one-on-one. That's been, nice. that's been highly transformational for, for the guys I've worked with and creating a group course as well for men to kind of make it easier for people to start getting their feet wet into the, the, the deep work to embrace the, the mature masculine or what I call the conscious masculine. Yeah. 
So that's my that's my passion currently. What what I'm spending most of my time doing is managing my my online marketing agency, which I've had for ten years. That's been my bread and butter. I worked in advertising with a newspaper way back in my early twenties when newspapers were even a thing still, and, and I realized that didn't work. And after that, I started my own digital marketing agency way before you could learn any of it in college. So it's been ten years. It's been an interesting journey in entrepreneurship that I'm highly grateful for because it allowed me a lot of time for myself to really discover who I was and to learn about the world and look beyond just my own environment. And also, I'm really involved with it now because we actually just went through a growth spurt. One of my clients became my partner because he was so happy with the results. So I have a partner now and and just managing it and trying to put things in place to just automate it so that it could just grow without me. You know, live the Tim Ferriss for our work week lifestyle with my agency. Because uh, yeah, like work with men, you know, there's a lot of coaches out there. It's probably one of the reasons why I, I kind of just didn't want to be another coach, to be honest. But I really do feel like the work just kind of kept calling me. People kept telling me like, Cesar, why aren't you doing this? Because I did do have a lot of background in coaching through an organization. I, I was involved in an organization called Landmark Education. In my opinion, one of the best personal development seminar companies out there. They have amazing coursework. I loved it so much that I, I wanted to lead that work. Right, So I, I did program leader training and I coached a lot of people during that time. But then took two years for myself to just go deeper into my own journey when I noticed that there was a layer, an even deeper layer of the heart that was harboring pain that I hadn't even touched with those tools. And it was an interesting time because I didn't really find the the access to it. Like there wasn't a roadmap for that. I had to, and that's when I came to Costa Rica and just immersed myself in that. And it was an amazing first couple of months that were probably the most magical, the most magical time of my life that expanded into just a one year of very conscious inner work. And that I would say led to my life I have now, you know, where before I couldn't really connect with, with women in a way that was conducive towards creating a long-term term partnership, which is what I said that I wanted. And now here I am engaged. My, yeah, my girlfriend and I got <laughs> pregnant three months into our relationship. Uh, so yeah, it was one of those surprise blessings that we brought surrender into. The, the beautiful thing, and I'm kind of going on and on here, so you let me know. The The beautiful thing is that she's she's totally it for me. You know, there was no question mm-hmm. about that from the beginning. Wow. It wasn't like, oh shit, I got this girl pregnant. What do I do? <laughs> 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 you know, it was just like, okay, wow, this happened a lot sooner than I expected. You know, but yeah. Wow. yeah, she was definitely it for me. And our our son was just born on Halloween, all right, forty gotcha. days ago. He's forty days old today. Thank you. So yeah, man, life is definitely happening right now. It's probably the most transformative time of my life. You might get my baby in the background every now and then. <laughs> By the way, so it's a little bit about me. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. It's interesting how you said this program that you were a part of, you got so into it that you wanted to lead it. You wanted to kind of coach people through it, right? Right. And that's exactly where I'm at right now with my personal development program. Mm -hmm. Over the last two years, I've been a part of LifeBook Online. 
And it's like a global community mm-hmm. of, you know, 60,000, I think 60,000 plus people have, have, it's actually more than that, have gone through Lifebook. But it's like, we have this community, you go through Lifebook online and, and you ma- do mastery. And then, you know, you have this community that has workshops almost daily and you focus on different parts of your life, like a holistic, fulfilling life in 12 categories. And there's workshops every day and stuff like that. But anyway, I've loved it so much. And I've seen the transformation so much in the last two years internally and you know, externally as my life unfolds that I'm like, I want to lead people through this too. So that's exactly what I'm doing right now is to yeah. life book online. And because I've just seen like almost every area of my life has just increased. So I think it's fascinating that you say that. Definitely. Dive into like the work that you do with men. Mm -hmm. So can you describe what's the kind of work that you do with men exactly? Yeah. So it involves arriving into the body, right? That's almost a novel idea for me when I first came across it, right? And you hear it every now and then and and, um, I don't know, spiritual personal development space, like be in the body, right? Like, yeah. what does that even mean? But to me, it means like just being fully present and being sensitive to the to the here and now, right? So fully arriving into the body. You got to be in the body before you can connect with the heart, which is the next thing is connecting into the heart, right? right? So just like how we can be aware from the brain, you know, how you can observe things and make conclusions, analyze, assess, cost-benefit analysis, do math, solve a problem. That, that's all up here, right? And if you're like me, and perhaps like most of the men that I've spoken to, we live life from up here. And, and I think society kind of conditioned us to. You know, we go to work, solve problems, do things. It's a lot of doing, doing, doing. And we're conditioned out of our hearts, right? So for me, it was a huge discovery to, to find out that we can actually be aware from the heart not just from the brain, right? So yeah. in fact, there's science that's showing that heart, the heart actually has neurons, you know? So that's crazy. I'm not an expert on that. But I have experienced like bringing my awareness to my heart, right? And being able to, being able to like feel into something versus just think about something, right? So the reason why that work is so important is because that's really where we're going to find a connection to what really matters to us. And it's also where we're going to find our purpose. Right? Our purpose is not out there. You, you you don't have to go on a pilgrimage to find your purpose or find a guru. You got to find a connection to your heart, in my opinion. And that's where you're going to find your purpose. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, you know, this is your one life. You, <laughs> I mean, if you ask me, you know, you better do something that you enjoy. <laughs> you know, But yeah. if you're disconnected from your heart, you don't know what you enjoy. Right. And I think there's a there's an epidemic of people right now doing things they don't enjoy. You know, right. so so connecting to your joy, connecting to your heart—that's part of the work. And then developing the the strength of the mature masculine, you know, the Shiva consciousness, being able to hold space, because right? you can't have a long-term romantic partnership that you're happy with. You might you might have one that you tolerate, but not one that you're happy with. If you can't be a space holder for your woman, right? 
And again, yeah. if you're like me and some of the men I've worked with, you know, sometimes the woman says some outlandish stuff that you're like, how could you possibly say that? You know, and then butt heads and then there's fights and then maybe you even end up leaving, which is what I would do in the past. You know, like the moment there's too much conflict, I'm like, all right, I didn't sign up for conflict. I'm out. Because right? yeah. I didn't know how to be with conflict and doing the, that hard work. Now I know why, because there was too much validation seeking happening yeah. through my own partner. Like I needed her approval for me to feel mm. connected to some sense of worth. That's really a false sense of worth. Right. But so the moment that she's being nasty with me or something, then it was too much for the inner child in me or that part of me to, to tolerate. So I'm just like, screw this. I don't need this. Right. So I think that's something I see a lot these days is, is men struggling to, to just stay there, <laughs> yeah. you know, to just stay there, not because you need to be a martyr or sacrifice yourself. No, to stay there because that's what a man does, right? You bring the foundation, you bring the ground, and then the feminine is going to you know, crash like the waves of the ocean all over that, that space that you provide. But hey, do you want to be in a relationship? That's what it takes sometimes, right? right. So being able to, to hold space mm -hmm. is part of the work. But that, those are kind of the, the cornerstones of it, you know, connecting to the body, connecting to the heart, becoming aware from the heart, connecting to your strength, your power. That comes a lot through your through compassion, and softness, right? Very ironic, right? You find your, your greatest strength and power through softness and connecting to your purpose. Fascinating. Right? So that you know exactly what your life is, is about and you know what you're willing to, to live for, you know what you're willing to die for. Mm -hmm. So I love that, man. So for people, for listeners out there and for men out there that, that are listening and women that maybe want to help their man, how would they start along this path of maybe you have some specific tools or things that men can start with, can go deeper on? Um, yeah. Where would they start? Where would they, you know, if they're like kind of understand what you're saying and they, and they want to uncover themselves, find their purpose, find more authenticity and more confidence, because I feel like, you know, authenticity being yourself, like that's where confidence comes. It's just like, yeah. I'm me and that's, that's what I'm going to be. And I, I love, yeah. that. I, I love that, you know, so. Absolutely. What would you say, where would men start with that? Yeah. Very good. So first you need to get off the hamster wheel, All right, You need to create space. So that's what you got to do first, whether it's intentional or not, you know, we, in the modern world, the majority of the world lives in a system that is that has created whether intentionally or not an environment in which you don't have space for yourself yeah. you're in a hamster wheel so to speak so the first thing is create space for yourself even if it's for a long weekend or even just a weekend you know you gotta like tune out and be able to spend time with you doing nothing not watching netflix not even reading a book no, like just with you, with you, without any distractions, 
So that would be the first thing, create space. Ideally, if you really want to want to connect, I would say take a week. If you can't take a week, take a long weekend. If you can't take a long weekend, take just the weekend. You know, take Saturday and Sunday and spend time with yourself. At second, if you can be in nature, double as good, right? Yeah. You can just immerse yourself in nature. You can go on a little trip, you know, to to I don't know, a national park, somewhere where you can camp, pitch a tent up, you know, or be in a cabin, or just even if you just go into the park, you know, and just sit there, sit by the trees, lay on there or lay on the beach. Yeah. Connect with nature, right? This is another thing that I'm I'm very much a, a novice at, but little by little I'm learning more about like the wisdom of, of nature and how, you know, I told you earlier, I discovered that my body had its own consciousness. So does the fucking world. <laughs> you know? yeah. the, the nature has its own spirit as well. Right. But perhaps it's it's just like you know, we have our body and we are a conscious being, you know, the world is the body of another conscious being, you know, and as humans, maybe we're just the cells of it, you know, but anyway. I've actually heard that recently. Yeah. 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 I was watching some deep, deep spiritual stuff, but uh, Gaia, I don't know if you know about Gaia. Yeah. Was it Matias de Stefano? Yep. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I heard him too. Yeah. He's powerful. That yeah. So we're kind of like this. I've been thinking about exactly what you said. I was like, wow, he just he just validated my my crazy theory. (laughs) (laughs) But it makes so much sense, you know. But then we're gonna get very metaphysical. You know, going back to your question about what to do, you know, create time, immerse in nature, because you know, you don't have to take my word for it or believe me, just try it and and just you see how the moment you immerse yourself in nature and the trees are around you where you're in the waves of the ocean. And you're consciously there trying to connect to your, to let's call it your truth, like what your authentic self, connect to your heart. It's how it's going to help you. Right? It's much easier to do it in nature than to do it like in your bedroom, right, or in your office cubicle. So that would be that would be the second thing. And and third, like yeah, just be in silence, meditate. I like creating a fire. That's almost like one of my secret sauces when I work with men. Is create a fire. Because fire, again, has its, its spirit of its own, right? The, the elements have been around much longer than we have. And I'm sure pretty much everyone listening, you know, you've at some point sat in front of a fire and like it's pulled you in somehow, you know? So there's more there. If you bring intentionality, if you bring like an, an honest inquiry as to like, the fuck is my life for or who the fuck am I, <laughs> you know? And you just sit there with the fire then it's gonna it's gonna help you. All right. So connect with the elements. Create yeah. space, be in silence, connect with nature, connect with the elements. That's where you can start. Amazing. Thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. I think that space just allows you. I've personally had, you know, at times in my 20s, quite a bit of free time and travel mm-hmm. quite a bit as well. And I can say that. Just doing that, just taking the space away is what it takes. And I think it's such a problem that we don't, we're never given time to be like, hey, what do I really want in my life? Hey, what are, what is my life for? Why am Mm -hmm. I here? You know, how did I end up in this body with this, you know, who I am, my personality and all this stuff? These Mm -hmm. kind of questions were not necessarily taught. Or mm-hmm. 
to think about them and to dive into them. Yeah. But they're the most important questions. Like we've we've got to look into them because they're they're almost like the big picture. They're the overarching big picture that allows us to realize that day-to-day stuff isn't as important as we thought it was. You know, that deadline isn't gonna kill you. Right. That relationship that might have ended, you know, there's another one coming, you know, there's a, it gives you an overarching picture. So I think when you give yourself that space, that's, Mm -hmm. that's what comes is like going, oh, like there's a bigger thing happening here. There's a bigger thing. Absolutely. I love, I love that. Mm -hmm. So moving forward, what would you say? is like the most important issue or most prevalent issue that you see with men and their relationships and how would you recommend men start to work on that maybe it might be the same kind of answer create space start with creating space but yeah yeah because it's all connected right i mean i could start with the symptom or i could go straight to the root you know actually with in my marketing agency, we were looking at, you know, somebody wants to run a, a campaign with me because they want to, they're a relationship coach and we were doing research as to what's the, what are the relationship problems people are having? What are the most common, you know? Yeah. So, so there's different, there's different types of problems that, that men are facing in relationships. But, but if we go straight to the root, I think the main problem is that you have a lot of boys in adult man bodies Mm. that's really the main problem yeah right so you've got an upset child who's withholding an upset for decades now trying to be in a harmonious relationship with a woman and he just can't cut it right wow Yeah. yeah how how would uh men dive deeper into that and figure that out, change that, overcome that. Yeah, it starts with the process that we spoke about in the beginning. You know, you, you got to be willing to go deep into your own inner healing process. Yeah. We're all harboring pain, right? If you're a human, you're carrying pain in your heart, right? The only difference is some people have gone to it. Some people are avoiding going to it, whether consciously or unconsciously. There's some people consciously avoiding going into their pain, which I think is probably the worst place to be. But see, because we, we've got so much inner trauma from whether it was developmental trauma, mostly it was developmental trauma. That Gabor Mat is like number one authority in trauma in the world, right? He'll say like, there's shock trauma and developmental trauma. Everyone's got developmental trauma. So everyone's got trauma. And what happened is that we start seeking a sense of worth as men maybe women do this too outside of ourselves mm-hmm. because we're not connected to that inner beauty you know to that miracle that divinity of who we really are mm-hmm. because we've got all all this protection around the heart right all these walls around the heart because we don't want to feel the pain yeah. that the trauma brought on to us so that's really the main problem because when we are seeking for a sense of worth outside of ourselves, we 
are giving our partners, we're giving women, or we're giving just people around us the responsibility, a responsibility that they're never going to win. It's an unwinnable game for women to try to give you your sense of worth, mm. right? It doesn't matter how much she calls you her prince in shining armor. It's right. not going to do it. And I've been there. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've been in my, my last relationship before my current one. She was like, you know, you're the men of my dreams. You're my knight in shining armor. And, and, and that still didn't convince me that, well, that still didn't provide what I needed in the relationship. Because really what I needed was something that wasn't from the relationship, was something from myself. Right. right? That sense of worth that I can only give myself. So, yeah, I would say that's the that's the main problem. Gotcha. So, in terms of of tapping into that deeper sense of self, I want to talk about love and kind of more of the divine love because we're taught what love is, and it's it's this relationship, this conditional relationship that you know is some form of love with with a partner, a man and a woman, you know, but for those people that want to kind of dive dive deeper into this higher power this love that you mentioned everything is made of i guess let's dive into that how would you describe like this uh divine love for the self that then allows you to be in that solid relationship mm-hmm. the woman and and kind of hold the ground and hold the space as a man and be able to hold that ground for her. Mm-hmm. How would I describe it? Well, yeah, it's a beautiful topic. And let's start by saying that you can only two things, love another person as much as you love yourself. And you can only receive or experience love from your partner to the extent that you love yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So it goes back to what's so important to first create that love within you. Right? I mean, and I can just speak from my own experience, right? It wasn't until I just fell in love with myself and fell in love with life and to, to the point that I felt like I was in the best place in my life. There's absolutely, absolutely nothing missing. I'm mm-hmm. so full in my heart with my own love for myself that boom, like the woman beyond of my dreams showed up. <laughs> I could have not created her better. You know, I would have fallen short of who she is if I had tried designing the woman of my dreams. So to describe it, I would say, you know, when when you're there, it just becomes easier because you're not putting so much of a burden on your partner. Right. You're not putting so many standards, so many things that they need to live up to, and that sort of a thing. Right. So that's also what creates a lot of challenge in relationships is all the requirements that you start putting onto your partner so that you can feel loved. Right. right. But what people don't realize is why you don't feel loved is because you don't love yourself. Right. <laughs> right. So, so yeah, I'm, I mean, I can talk some more about it and maybe you could ask me more specifically, like how, what you want me to describe as far as, you know, that divine love between men and women can go. Yeah. I guess, I guess the next thing I'm, I'm thinking of is what does it look like for a healthy man in your eyes to 
in that relationship? What does it look like for a healthy man in general? What what do they look like? What do they do? What do they what kind of space do they hold? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, beautiful. So the adult, you know, strong man hold. You said both in relationship and outside of relationship. Yeah. Yeah, both. Yeah, you know, one of the guys that I that just finished my my signature one on one program, he halfway through it, he was like, you know, it's really interesting. He's he's um an architect and he works on big construction projects with a firm and he's and he's constantly like meeting deadlines and there's a lot of pressure on him to manage the the team of contractors. And he messaged me one time, he's like, It feels like everything's easier now. <laughs> you know, like People are being very demanding, probably more than ever right now with this project we're working on, my boss and everything, but but it's not really phasing me. And, you know, it's really interesting. And I was like, yeah, because you, you know, you're connecting to your Shiva consciousness. You know, you're connecting to your heart and you're engaged in doing the deepest, most challenging work that any man can do. So next to that, everything is much easier. That's really the the hardest thing you'll ever do is meet yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. So, because it, it takes like real deep work and that's why most people don't do it. So a man that has gone through that process, you show up with a sense of softness and awareness and compassion and both in your relationship and in the world mm-hmm. that makes you steadfast, makes you very steady. You know, and and people feel safe just being around you, which I think is the main thing that as a man we're meant to provide, right? Like safety. Mm-hmm. So that's what one of the main things I how I would describe like somebody that has gone through that transition is you don't have all these demands because you're not constantly seeking validation. That's the thing, you know. And I remember for me the way it was like my brain was always just out of the corner of my eye and everything, just analyzing to see how are people seeing me? What is that girl over there? Is kind of cute think about me right now. You know, did, did she make, did she see, did she hear the joke I said? You know, I hope she heard it because that was a really good joke. <laughs> you know, <laughs> And just trying to get approval from everywhere that we can, you know, and, and we're just not in our body. Right. right. We're just not present. We're out there trying to find if people are giving us validation. Right. So I think that's the biggest contrast. You know, instead of being out there like with a constant wheel turning to see if if we're receiving validation or trying to receive validation, we're just boom, right here. Right. In the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're that. you're able to be of service versus of seeking. <laughs> right. That's almost like the contrast, right? We're out there seeking. The moment you stop seeking, now you're like, huh. You know, I'm good now within myself. <laughs> so all that's left to do is, how can I support you? How can I serve you? Right. Absolutely. It's going from the place of, you know, wanting to please other people or wanting to perform or be seen or get external validation to just owning who you are and mm-hmm. staying in who you are and knowing who you are first and then and then living in that and being present yeah so i love that i saw through some of your some of your posts (laughs) 
you go on some adventures. So mm-hmm. for me, I love adventure. I've been doing a lot of adventure in my life through travel. I, I yeah. love travel and I feel like it's been one of the best educations for me. One of the best educations you could ever find is traveling to other cultures, other countries and seeing how they live and and looking at almost looking at yourself from the outside perspective, you know, us in the United States looking out from the outside perspective. I feel like it's one of the most educational, but I also think adventure in and of itself is very educational in the sense of opening up your mind. And when you, when I'm feeling these strong emotions of exploration, it's, it it brings me into my heart and brings me into my joy. And I feel like my joy is this beautiful thing that is consistent most of the time. So my question is, how does a sense of adventure lead to enabling one to live from their heart? How can we use almost adventure as a tool to enabling one to live from their heart? Yeah, that's a very interesting concept. And what I think happens is anything that shakes you out of that hamster wheel, you know, it's going to fill you with life. You know, it's going to help you become more aware. You know, it's like when you travel and see a new environment, see a completely different way of life that people in that new environment embrace, that starts to break your current paradigm. You know, you're like, wow, I thought life had to be this way, you know? So the way I I feel it from hearing you share what you shared is almost like first you got to break that rigid brain paradigm. And as you break that, then you start to drop into into the heart, right? So um, that's how I think adventure can can help in that sense as well. Mm-hmm. I will say though, you know, some I have also seen how sometimes people will will have that be what life is about, right? To like to feel joy, they need to be in in some high ad- adrenaline right. situation, you know, or like go on trip after trip after trip. Go, yeah. Going on trips and travel, you know, could be almost the same as a porn addiction, to be honest. You know, it could be, uh, maybe that's drastic, but it could be like Netflix bitch. <laughs> you know, I have family member that for her, it's like, what do you call it? Remodeling the house and, and doing home improvement, right? Like getting a new, a new wall, getting a new set of flooring, getting new carpeting, getting a new uh, everything. And you just, more and more and more. So um, I do think though, in adventure's defense, that adventure is probably like maybe the the one that's least to be to end up being that. And and if you if it ends up being that's probably the most fun or rewarding way of avoiding your heart and dealing with your yourself that there is. But so, so yeah, it, it's like anything, right? I mean, even even sitting and meditating and doing inner work can, can get um, excessive and you could be now avoiding life in a different way just by sitting and meditating all day long, you know? So, uh, yeah, I hope I answered your question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's like what you're talking about is like the difference between like you can do something to escape it, escape, yeah. escape reality, escape, yeah. life, escape things that you don't like. Yeah. Uh, or you can do something because 
you really enjoy it and because yeah. it fills you up. I guess for me, it's like adventure, like going into the mountains and and mm-hmm. and just immersing myself in that adventure. For me, it just opens up my mind and, and it just brings me into this place of mm-hmm. kind of almost like wonder and excitement yeah. and absolutely presentness, you know, just being present. So yeah. I think there's a there's a difference there between, yeah, if, if you're somebody who's just going to travel, you know, mm-hmm. going back to your life and then trying to escape it all the time. If you're using travel as yeah. an escape, that's totally different. Yeah, I met some people around here that you know they they the they live a gypsy life and like it's almost like they didn't that that person didn't want to connect too much and become too close to friends because they know they're leaving, you know, yeah. and 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 they, and they just continuously like every every one to two or three weeks like onto the next spot onto the next spot onto the next spot without even really connecting with other people like mm-hmm. deeply, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just you by yourself. You know, kind of like into the like into the wild. You know, I think is a perfect example of this. Now, that's such an awesome movie. Did you see that yeah. movie? Into yeah. the wild. Yeah. Right? Like the guy, the guy's like adamant and righteous about like, no, life is out there. Life is so beautiful. Forget all these things. You know, we got to be out in nature. Yeah. And and then the guy dies starving by himself. And the very <laughs> last thing he writes in in his journal is, happiness needs to be shared for it to be real. Woo. Right. Yeah. And there's a reason why there's eight billions of us on this planet and not one. Because we need each other to do our inner work. Right. right. One thing is being on your own, you know, and be in the fire, be in nature by yourself, right? But that, that's gonna help you get insight. But really, when the real work's gonna begin now, because you asked me how to start, right? That's why I didn't go into second part. Then the next start is gonna be like, <laughs> let's talk about integration now. Now, everything that you discovered about yourself, if you were to move forward on that, how, how does that look like when you're having a conversation with your mother and she's right. nagging you? You know, how does that look like when your partner, when your partner snaps at you and says something nasty that you don't like? Like that, that's really the work. Some people don't want to do that. So they just get on the airplane. Right. Right. That's a fascinating kind of transition because I think there's there's people that, you know, I've experienced in my life people that are on this hamster wheel and they're mm-hmm. working hard and maybe they've, you know, they've got a house and they've got a bunch of money and they're they're making progress in that area. And then on the other side, you have people that are like like spiritual that are that mm-hmm. are like have gone too far to the other side. So they travel around or they don't, they're not really connected to ground. They're not right. connected to practicality either. So they've almost swung the other direction, and like mm-hmm. you said, they're not present with the people that that they come across, or or maybe they're constantly moving around so that they're they yeah. don't have to avoid, or they don't have to go deep on who they are and and see it their dark sides. With absolutely, so, yeah, it's about balance. It's about balance. It's about yeah. balance. So it's like once you find your, you know, you start to uncover your purpose and just learn more about yourself. You've got to go take action. So exactly. now that's not easy to do yeah. that all the time. I know personally, like anytime I have like something that I realized that I'm like, Oh, I need to, I need to go work on this. Mm-hmm. Personally, 
I know everybody's not not the same, but I personally, I'm I'm going to put it in right away. Okay, let's change mm. right away. I'm like, I've got to change now, and let's go do this now. But for people that have a hard time taking what they've learned and implementing it in relationship, mm-hmm. where do they start with, you know, how they interact with their family? And how do they kind of become that new person or be that new person around their family now from the past or around their friends from the past or their friends now? How do they kind of implement that new person that that they want to be or that new behavior? Yeah. What do you think they would they would uh take the next step into the action phase? (laughs) Yeah, I think I think it's a very simple question. And I think of two beautiful examples that answer that question. One is from Louise Hayes. You know, she wrote the book, You Can Heal Your Life, which is a fantastic book. And she says, the way you the way you go to work on yourself is the same way you clean a house. Right? Like, how do you how do you clean a house? The whole house is upside down, everything's dirty, everything's messed up. Like, where do you start? You start where you are. That's what she says. Start right where you are. Right here. Oh, this shouldn't be here. Let me move it this way. <laughs> and, and start right where you are. That's what she says. And then Ram Das. You know, perhaps one of the wisest teachers of our time who just passed, he he said how he had a conversation in his earlier days with somebody that he would consult with. Apparently it was somebody who was a bit of a an intuitive and would channel something, but that's besides the point. The the point was that he was doing the he, he was in that same inquiry, you know, he was committed to being the best version of himself, being a loving human being. So he was looking, okay, like, what, what should I do next? And and this person that he was consulting with said, Ram Das, you're a human. Why don't you try doing the curriculum? <laughs> <laughs> Meaning that you don't have to look so far for your lesson. You're, you're in the classroom already. Right? Right. You just got to do the assignment. <laughs> right. You don't have to, to, to go looking. Just right there, where you are, look at your life. Like it was... What, what the issues are in front of you with your relationships, with your responsibilities, and just where, where, how do you show up as that person in those different relationships and those different areas of your life? And just start right there. Living this human life is the curriculum that our soul came in here to, to study. Right. And to work through. Right. Life is not a, it's not an exam that you can study for. You just do it as you go. Right. Yeah, this is it. It's a workshop. <laughs> Lasts about 90 years and you decide how, you know, what level of an academic you want to be in this coursework called being a human. <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting way to put it. That brings me back to Met- Matthias De Stefano mm-hmm. and kind of connected to Ram Das there because he talks about how when we dive deep into spirituality, sometimes we get into this place of like, oh, like I've got to ascend to this other place. I've got to ascend to heaven. You know, I've got to, oh boy, uh, I've got to like, you know, kind of work on something that's this higher thing. And I've got to, and I've got to be something that I'm not, you know, yeah. when it's like in reality, no, you've just got to do the work that's in front of you. Like, yeah. You've got to <laughs> he kind of puts it in a in a funny way 
of you know humans we, we got to eat sleep you know and poop go to the mm-hmm. bathroom you know and you've got to master being a human and you've got to love who we are here you've got to love who we are here you know and then you know you can you can ascend to other levels and other realms but if we never love and experience ourselves who we are here we can't ascend you know to mm-hmm. our realms so i think that's kind of getting at what you're saying is we've got to work on what's in front of us and and yeah. what's the problem that came up okay let's take action on it don't delay it don't wait you know but take action on it now I think, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it made me cringe the moment you you, you brought up ascending, you know, uh, because <laughs> yeah. it's it's more of the same, you know. Anything that will help us avoid responsibility when we're living unconsciously, we're gonna we're gonna be all over it, right? So we're we're always looking for the next fix, you know. Ascension, you know, it sounds sexy. So yeah, let me let me do that. But again, it's the same as porn. It's the same as Netflix binge, right? How about you pay your taxes? <laughs> that, that might help you get somewhere too. Right? So it's just a, a very intriguing thing for me. You know, I um, one of the, uh, I mean, I love people. You know, and and I I guess sometimes I address a lot of of the what do you call it the, the blind spots or shortcomings that I that I see in people around me. But I think really why. I guess I somewhat freely do that is because I've met that unconscious, unaware jerk asshole within myself, you know, mm-hmm. and that's not who I am. But when we're living unconsciously, you know, we do show up as, as an asshole or a jerk or, or like someone who avoids responsibility in life a lot. So I was having a very interesting conversation with someone not too long ago, which I, I found myself saying something like, you know, that you probably haven't really done the work until you discovered like what an asshole you are, <laughs> you know, but it's not, it's not that you are an asshole, but it's, there's a way that you wound up being, and there's like a way that like a survival mechanism that our identity or our ego employs that very much shows up like an asshole and people don't have a hold of that. So usually it runs rampant and creates damage in your relationships that you regret, right? Or that you look back years later saying like, wow, yeah, I was an asshole. And hopefully years later, you at least make that connection. So yeah, I mean, I've seen these patterns in myself and that's why I guess I recognize them, right? So so ascending is just like the next shiny object. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got to be- That's here. not to say that there aren't those- higher realms you know i mean that guy breaks it down really good about like what the fifth dimension is and all that stuff super technical but it's almost like you know you're you're in sixth grade and you're trying to understand that the phd level brain surgery that this neurosurgeon is doing in the operating room and like no you got no business being in there you know i i definitely don't don't have any business being in that room right now Again, the curriculum is right here. You know, right now my curriculum is, you know, put food on the table for my fiance and my child. Yeah. You know, get nurtured love with my family members. You know, yeah. there's still there's still a lot of room for improvement there. That that's that's it. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. I think that that's something that I consistently work on is like 
coming back to it's not about reaching for something that you're not like the full mm -hmm. podcast like we talked about earlier it's mm -hmm. about uncovering more of who you are and i think for me growing up as an athlete and and throughout my life always wanting to be my best kind of led me at some points in my life down a road of like i've got to be more i've got to be more i've got to be more i've got to go big i've got to go big i've got to go big and it led me to this place of like being in a place where I didn't necessarily belong. Mm -hmm. So I think the work for me and maybe for other people too is doing that. And that's, that's kind of why I started to talk about uncovering who we are and being who we are rather than reaching for something that we're not. So, yeah. And, and at the same time, like I have, I have very big aspirations, but it's, you know, it's step-by-step step that you're doing it. Mm -hmm. and, you know, like I want to ascend and be a Buddha. Like I want to, I want to like run a galaxy. Like yeah. I have really big goals. Like, <laughs> yeah, I want to do that. Like, uh, you know, I want to be a part of the galactic federation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you might you might have lived that as a past life, you know, and as a soul decided, hey, I want to go from being a Pleiadian to being a human. But you got it. Yeah. But you can't. But if that's what happened, then be human. Yeah. You know? And then when you die, perhaps you know your soul will go back and say, okay, I accomplished what I what I wanted in that lifetime. Now, and now I'm gonna be go be a Syrian in my next life. I'm, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. You know. Yeah. But I think I think we're we're. That that we just get too infatuated with all that ideology, yeah. which is all in the world of ideas and concept of ascension and the cosmic nature of our soul or whatever, and like you said, like neglect, like our human life. Almost you know? too much in in the head. It's it's the what? It's it's almost too much in the head as well. It's kind of the same concept where you're just yeah. like dreaming and visualizing and and having this in your head whereas your body yeah here and look i want to say i could be wrong you know there might be a rapture tomorrow and there might be some people that just like get beamed up because they did <laughs> their ascension work you know <laughs> like i could be wrong right and, and shit who knows maybe i get beamed up you know but i don't know <laughs> but I, I have no way of knowing that that's that that, that that's part of this reality we can only speculate you know the yeah. nature of our world and our universe is, is mysterious so there's some things that we got no business trying to figure out yeah yeah no i think it's i think it's something that you've got to be here be here now right mm -hmm. got to be here now and you've got to yeah. do the work here now and that's the consistent practice to come back to like no be here now don't be in the future yeah. some people live more in the past of thinking about their traumas and, and how they wish that was different and wish this was different. Some people may live more in their future, but we've got to remember to be here now and do the work that's in front of us. Mm -hmm. That stuff happens, you know, that, that will happen, you know, that, that will come when the time is right. When the, you know, we, we don't need to know that we don't need to know when we don't need to know how right. you know, to send to other realms or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or even to accomplish, you know, big things in this human life. We don't need to mm -hmm. know all the ins and outs. If yeah. you're not thinking as as deep and high as I, I'm thinking right now. <laughs> right. Uh, 
You just need to do what's in front of you. You just need to do the work that's here and now. Yeah. And that's how you get there. That's that's the process. And and so yeah, you know, I had an interesting interaction with someone one time who was um wanted to be in the men's circle, you know, and I and I and I kind of pointed something out to him that I saw kind of had him maybe butt heads with one of the other guys and and he's like, Well, Caesar, if I have something to say, I'm gonna speak up. You know, do you know who I am? Because like I've done the work, I know who I am. I'm a light warrior. Okay. So so I need to speak up. And I was like, All right, cool, brother. I hear you. <laughs> you know, and it's almost like at that point you can't even talk to people anymore because they're just checked out, you know. And there you are saying that like people would sit there and say, like, they're a light warrior of love and light, and they're you know, while they're being a complete asshole, you know. And that's goes it goes back to like that mature masculine, you know, that we have we we would then are able to have the sensitivity to be aware of how is my every interaction or my every action landing mm-hmm. for everyone? How is what I say, what I do affecting people around me? You know, and and some people don't have that awareness. They're too much in in their head. And they might think they're in their heart, but they're too much in their head within with their own program, you know, and that they got no idea that, you know, they say they're a, war, a warrior for love and light and they're being a complete jerk to people around them. Right. It's <laughs> just so, so fascinating to me. <laughs> your, your actions need to align with, you know, the old saying, talk is, talk is cheap. You know, your yeah. actions need to align with right. what you say. Walk the talk and do the curriculum. Yeah, walk walk the walk, you know. So yeah. Absolutely. If there was one experience or moment in your life that made you who you are today, what would that be for you? Wow. <laughs> you know, no one's ever asked me that. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's so many things that made me who who I am. So I'm, now I'm thinking of like, okay, well, what's the one thing that made me mostly who I am today? Because yeah, you moved to you know from Miami to Costa Rica and yeah, live in this place. What what kind of got you down this path? Was what experience? Hmm. Maybe what kind of pain did you experience? Or yeah, yeah. you know those when I was fifteen years old. I think that's when things really started shifting for me. 34 now, this is 19 years ago. I had moved from Honduras when I was 11 years old with my family to Miami. There I was, I think now like 14 years old or 15 years old. And I'd been trying to fit in. I was one of the cool kids in Honduras, you know, and I came to, I went to the US and like now I was like in the bottom of the social ladder when they put me in ESOL class, right? The English as a second language student group and <laughs> and we're like below the nerds, you know, we're like the ones that can't <laughs> speak English. So obviously like my my main objective, because obviously I'm seeking a sense of worth at that point uh, is to become one of the cool kids again. So I would just observe and and notice like what are the the cool kids doing? You know, the people that talk to the girls and the ones that girls like, what are they doing, Right. And and a lot of it, what I saw the the cool pe- the cool kids do is bully other kids, and they got to the point where one day I started picking on a on a kid in the school bus, you know, and I put 
candy on his hair. Airhead candy. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> like this chewy stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I, I feel bad about that to this day, to be honest. So Julian, if you're out there, I'm sorry, brother. Um, <laughs> but what happened after that is I got really sad. I might have gotten depressed. I, I don't know. I just remember one day I'm, I was riding a jet ski at 15 years old, thinking like this is the most thrilling thing I could possibly do because I've enjoyed it a lot in the past. And I was just sitting there and I was not enjoying it. Imagine like you're riding a jet ski on the ocean and you're just like, meh. <laughs> that, that, was, and, and I, that was me. Like I, I was having a, such a hard time experiencing joy. And the girl that I had a crush on, she was like cutting her herself because she would look for, for uh, appreciation or approval and, and the wrong places too, you know, and guys would take advantage of her vulnerability and just use her for sex. So... And just made me depressed about the world, you know. And one day I'm sitting at a at a at a sermon from this church. I think it was Unity. It was a Spanish Unity sermon. And they're kind of like this new thought church, right? Not non-denominational. And and the guy just said something along the lines of, Oh, you know, when we're depressed, you know, we we don't call our our most joyful friend so they can uplift us, you know? No, we called our our most depressed friend. We hear what they're doing, what what how it's going for them. And you're like, okay, thing is bad. Wait till I, well, till you hear mine. <laughs> and we play sad songs. And we don't realize that all the gifts you have, you know, the fact that you can go outside and and look at the trees and see the the breeze blowing through the through the leaves. And, and that you have eyes to see that and you have legs to walk. You know, you don't wake up in the morning and say, oh, wow, I have my limbs. Yeah. And, you know, I can touch a loved one's face. And like, that just hit me. You know, yeah. I think that changed everything because it made my, uh, you know, and I don't mean to undermine people who deal with my illness, but it made my depression just stupid. You know, mm-hmm. like, because I was like, yeah, what? Why am I like moping around my life, you know, when feeling sorry when I you. have all these blessings, you know, when I have a pair of eyes, you know, my yeah. best, one of my best friends right now, he's paralyzed from the waist down. And he can't get off his, his wheelchair. You know, I lived with him for four years. You know, I, I've helped, I, I've helped him go to the toilet and, and, and we have the ability to like walk around. We have two pair of legs that function. You can run, you can jump. And like, that alone, like how much would you sell your legs for? You know, somebody gave you $10 million, you know, would you give them your legs? Right? You can still go to the toilet, you know, you can still live. Right? No, but you, so, so it really hit me like, wow, we're beyond wealthy. Yeah. You know, so, so that one sermon, I guess, really planted the seed, you know, and it, and it changed everything. I remember something that came right around the same time was a quote that said, today is the tomorrow of which yesterday you were worried. And that and that clicked all together. Like, wow, we worry about things that are going to happen in the future tomorrow, you know. But then tomorrow comes, and it's okay. We're here, and I'm here with you now, <laughs> and everything's okay. But so, so today is the tomorrow of which yesterday we were worried. That's you know? confusing. <laughs> <laughs> it just made worrying obsolete, you know. Yeah. And and the last thing I'll say that another quote that came at the same time was that. 
there's two categories in which everything you're ever worried about fit. There's either something that you that you could do nothing about. Mm-hmm. So it's stupid to worry about it because you could do nothing about it. So you might as well like learn to live with it and accept it. Exactly. Or there's or there's things that you can do something about. So it's stupid to worry about it because you should just stop worrying and do the thing that you can do about it. <laughs> you know. So and most recently I heard the quote from someone that said, you know, like you're so arrogant that you worry, you know, and we think that God has a wrong plan for us. Oof. You know, we think that God is screwing it up and like we worry. <laughs> <laughs> you're so arrogant that you worry. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so anyway, went on a bit of a, a bit of a tangent there, but but I think that was that was really it. Just that some some moment at 15 years old is like realizing that the fact that I could open my eyes and see the trees. You know, mostly through this conversation with you, I've been looking out the window, seeing the leaves fall from these beautiful trees, and Amazing. and it's just beautiful. You know, I'm so jealous. That sounds. <laughs> How is it? Get get so much sunlight here. That's what I, I love so much about Colorado is this yeah. light. But that reminds me of something in Lifebook, the emotional category, where you know the founder of Lifebook talks a lot about how we can create emotional recipes. Mm-hmm. When I heard that, the way it was put the first time, I was just like, that makes so much sense. And like, yeah, what what have I been thinking before? Like I can mm. I can create the emotion that I want to feel like I can, mm-hmm. it depends on what I'm doing. And, and if I'm in a, and it's okay to be in a sad place and a mad, whatever place you're in, but yeah. if you want to change it. If it's time to change it, there's so many things you can do to change that. You know, yeah. you, can, you know, you can go yeah. for a walk, you can yeah. move your body. One of my favorite things, healthy kind of things to get out of thinking too much or, sadness or whatever is to go for a walk just mm-hmm. walk. i've mm-hmm. walked for like last night i walked like probably a mile and then back yeah. and and so there's these things that we can do to get out of these places like another thing for me i'm a very musical rhythmic person so listening mm-hmm. to music most people love music right but i love I love music so i put on the right type of song a more yeah. lifting song what is that going to do for me? Well, now I'm going to be in a higher emotional state, a joy, a mm-hmm. joy, you know? Yeah. So I think my natural kind of state is a enthusiastic state. I'm, that's my personality type, Enneagram 7. Mm-hmm. Know anything about Enneagram? Yeah. So, so my point is that like we can create the emotional recipes that we want. We can do the specific things yeah put us in those places that we want to be whether it's peace whether it's you know more enthusiasm yeah um, joy i guess is a better way to put it or whatever you want to experience you can create it you don't have to want like you were saying caesar you don't have to wallow in your in your shit right (laughs) have to stay in the depressed place you can create your own reality and change that yeah that's a powerful thing that that yeah it sounds like, like the the concept of, of be do have, right? I think as as humans we get programmed in our society with the concept of of do have be, right? Yeah. If I if I do enough, then I can have this, and then I can be happy, right? So you get first you got to do, and you got to have, and then you, and then maybe you can be, right? right? But yeah. 
you could actually turn that around and, and operate in be, do, have, right? Mm-hmm. What if you create or evoke the, the emotion of happiness and be happy? And now you can t- your actions will be those of someone who's happy. And then your results will be those of someone who's happy. Exactly. Right? So, but I guess it does take a certain level of training to, to embrace that and, and put it into practice. Yeah. And I would say trust to trust and faith. And yeah, we're not really taught that we're taught to go do and work and, and then you can have these material things and then you can be, you can be happy, Mm -hmm. but you can do it the complete other way around. In fact, you should do it. The, in my opinion, you should do it the other way around of be who you want to be. And the cool thing is when you be who you want to be, you're not only happy in what you're doing now, but you're also matching the frequency matching the vibrational frequency because we're all energy we're matching mm-hmm. we're matching the person that we want to be in our future you know if you mm-hmm. if you really want in life then if you be that now yeah. it's, it's like you, you heard of the fake it till you make it yeah no that's a that's a fantastic way to like life hack your way into producing new results in life you know just like it's yeah. future pacing right so what would if i imagine my future self like how is you know, that person that already is living the life of my dreams, how are they being? Right. Right. And then like, cause we're a magnet energetically. So we're going to attract whoever, whatever we're being, right. Whatever we're being is projecting energy. So if you're projecting joy. The universe is going to give you things that an environment that matches joy, whether that's a new car, a new house, a new girlfriend, better sex, right. That's going to give you that. Right. But it, if you're being something other than that, like mopey, uh, you know, that you're going to get, you're just going to keep producing those results. So it really takes, it, that's where it, it does take a certain level of, of mastery. You know, I wrote, I read a, I read a fantastic book way back when, back when I was like 15, I guess that the science of getting rich by Wallace D. Waddles is where Rhonda Byrne got the secret from, you know, and, and he talks about like, this is the the toughest thing, you know, to, to be able to stand for a result in your life when, the appearance around you is the complete opposite, mm-hmm. but it, it, but it's, but it's the key. It's the you know, key. It's definitely, it's definitely the key. The feeling is the key. Yeah. Feeling is the, is the key. Yeah. That's fascinating. And that's something that anybody listening can try to implement is being that person today. And I think there's an interesting thing that came to my mind too, is like, if you know that future self mm-hmm. and you can, like we said, you can act like that person right now. You can be that person. But once you know, once you're clear on that future self, then you don't necessarily have to live in the future all the time. You you know where you're going. It's just like, it's almost like a compass, a direction you set. That, that's really the best thing about it. That the timeline disappears. <laughs> like it, now it's not like now you have to wait those 10 years. No, like before you know it, you, you're having that experience now. You know, right. like right. the the joy that you wanted to experience in ten years, you, you have it now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really and amazing. That's, and that's why, for me, an example is why I started this podcast. I'm like, I love this. You know, I love yeah, this. Is great. And so you can do it right now. You know. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. Well done. It's a great podcast. I love that concept. Man. <laughs> I want to actually do some rapid fire questions then we'll go into oh, let's do them 
last question and then uh we'll finish there sure couple rapid fire random question uh, how does this work i meant to give you like an my answer is going to be like five seconds short so i actually <laughs> could be very like analytical myself too you know <laughs> so basically like a bullet point all right cool answer essentially i can do that be like one sentence or less all right let's go all right here we go what is your favorite part of your morning routine meditation meditation a favorite hot drink go hot chocolate chocolate favorite cold drink coconut (laughs) (laughs) coconut water (laughs) yeah i have like two or three a day (laughs) crack them open with my machete oh that is awesome yeah favorite shenanigan activity Oh, taboo the board games taboo oh yeah love that game what is your uh i guess what is your full morning routine like bullet point morning routine all right well once i go to the bathroom and brush my teeth and all that then i first i stretch for 15 minutes meditate anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes and then exercise for about 30 minutes and then make a smoothie Awesome. What makes you laugh the most? Just being like fucking silly with people. <laughs> you know, I love when you see people's like fucking quirky shit. You know, <laughs> like it's fucking hilarious when you get to see those things that like maybe only they understand about themselves, but then somehow you got the gift <laughs> in that moment to tune in to that and like you just fucking crack up. <laughs> That is awesome. I love that. Yeah. Reminds me of the video I was doing last night and I was dancing. That was exact. Mm-hmm. Or uh, I almost said dancing instead of taboo. I love dancing. <laughs> I woke up and I was like uh playing with the camera over here and 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 like recording and and just kind of yeah. Me and my good friends growing up, we had we created just like naturally created this like dialect that mm-hmm. we the the burnt snatch <laughs> burnt snatch dialect it's it's really silly and it's funny but we all were on the same page of like we had hand signals and and we would kind of make words we would add endings onto words and and we had our own kind of dialect mm. and uh that just kind of reminds me of that and that would always make us laugh so hard because it was so unique to us and it was so goofy and so silly and so stupid that yeah. it made us just roll on the ground laughing because of how silly we were. So <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that helps you break the mold. You know, we become too rigid. You gotta break yeah. that fucking thing, you know. It's almost like a good practice to just like yeah. laugh whenever I'm gonna see these guys today because it's my birthday. It's Happy birthday. Like every thanks, bro. <laughs> well, it's Thursday, you told me, right? It was it was Thursday. Okay. It's a like celebration day. Nice. Like every time we get together, you know, we're usually playing sports or doing something fun, but we will laugh mm-hmm. the entire time. We just yeah, laugh. And, and yeah. It's such a good just like release and yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta plug in ecstatic dance here too. You know, if you haven't tried for anybody listening, if you haven't tried ecstatic dance, you gotta you gotta do some ecstatic dance because it's just that you know. 
I had a guy in my podcast recently. He, I was surprised that he remembered what I told him because he didn't have much experience dancing. And I was like, just move in a way that you haven't moved before. Mm-hmm. You know, an ecstatic dance is, you know, people confuse it. They think it's like a rave, but, but it's really not. It's a, it's a practice. You know, it's a very intentional practice. It's a curve of frequency. You start slow, you go really high, you reach a peak and then you come down mm-hmm. and, and you just, just go wild. You know, you just fucking go crazy, let go of stuff. And, and, you know, Tony Robbins talks all about like physiology, right? How your, your movement creates your emotions and all that. So you definitely put that into work. Yeah. And it's kind of like you said, and it's such a great way to, to not just let go of stuff energetically that you're carrying in your body, but also to, to just break through that rigidity and just be silly. And we'll be worrying so much about what people are saying. That's such a journey. I could do a whole episode on ecstatic dance. That, <laughs> me, me trying to like gain validation. I'm like, oh, okay. If I move like this, does that girl think that this is stupid or does that girl think that this is cool? You know, I don't know. <laughs> and then the whole thing is almost like peacocking, you know, it's for, our, it's for other people. Eventually, I just started closing my eyes, pretending I was the only person there. And I yeah. just moved however the fuck I wanted to move. <laughs> you know, and now when I go to an ecstatic dance, like, I'm I'm going fucking crazy, you know. People probably think I'm out of my mind, yeah. but but it's just such a good way to just break through all that mold and just like express your heart to do your body, you know. Talking about like like if if I were to ask like what's one of the best ways to learn to express yourself more, I would say mm. dancing. Absolutely. Sure. I have I have something. I went to a Red Rocks concert like uh, a couple months ago, and. Yeah. I actually said this, somebody, I was on somebody else's podcast and I mentioned this story, but I was, I'm now in a place where I can just like do whatever I want, you know, really, you know, sometimes you have those thoughts, but I can break through what people think of me. And I just, I went, you know, I had a couple of drinks and I was feeling good and hanging out with my friends and whatever, but they were so static. Mm. And I was just like, man, I just got to like break loose. I just walked up the steps and I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go into the crowd. I'm going to meet people and see what happens and dance in front of them, whatever. Yeah. Into this crowd. And I walked up to this woman first and I just wanted to have like a genuine real connection. I'm like, Hey, what's up? And I'm just like saying hi and we're having a conversation. And then all of a sudden I just like break loose and and just do whatever my body feels. And she's like, Oh, she's like she's like really feeling it she's like yeah and then she starts dancing and she's doing it she's like yeah finally like she breaks out of her mold Mm. i noticed the people above me like because you know there's you know steps uh Mm -hmm. it's just like theater i don't know if you've been but no people right behind me and they're Mm -hmm. like all of a sudden they start breaking loose and i'm like i kind of i'm like uh you know have a have a great evening Hope you have a great life. We had a great conversation too. Like, good luck at your new job and mm-hmm. you be blessed and, and then move on. I love that. And then I went yeah. and I'm like this whole other group and I'm just like walking in front and just like busting out these crazy moves. Whatever my body wants to do, I just let it do. Just like, For sure. Move like this. All right, cool. Let's do that. Exactly. No. And I yeah, feel like exactly. it's so healthy. And the cool part was, everybody around me was like, oh, I feel free. I can just be an idiot. Like I can just be silly. I can just like let myself go. Like, oh, thank you for it's almost Absolutely. like give them permission mm. to 
who they actually want to be. And yeah. That, that is something that dancing like authentically can do. It's like a break sure. you can mold. So totally I agree. love that. <laughs> All right. This has been a great conversation, man. And let's wrap it up with one more question. Mm-hmm. That I ask everybody, what does full potential look like in your life? What does it look like to you? If I fulfilled my full potential? If you fulfilled your full potential, living in your full potential. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'd just be living like in, in joy and abundance and, and peace, like ridiculously, you know, my business. And the nice thing is that I, I think we're moving in that direction too. You know, I'm definitely acting on things that I wasn't on before my podcast would grow big time. I'd have like almost any guest that I'd want in it. My blog would have a new article on it on a weekly basis. My business would be just like this huge cash cow where we're making a big difference for clients and also a big difference on the planet mm-hmm. um, by giving back, you know, not, not having it be just about the profits. And my relationships with with my family would would be delicious. You know, I'd love spending time, I'd be loving spending time with my family members and just having an epic relationship. You know, I feel like I have a pretty epic relationship already. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, just could having that just be enhanced through who I would get to show up as by living into that fullness in every area of my life. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, just completely unabashed about speaking up. You know, and and helping men connect to their hearts and and letting them know that you know I'm someone who, who's in their corner, right? That's something that I I think I see I still struggle with is is this resistance to like sounding like I can be your teacher, you know? Mm. But I can, but I but I imagine that I could start to see how there's probably like a covert insecurity underneath that that hides there that really just keeps me safe from putting myself out there. Right? Like I say, I don't want to. I don't want to portray myself as a guru, so I don't speak up too much. But really, what's in fact going on is like, oh goodness, I don't have to be vulnerable. You know, (laughs) I get to hide, right? So, so having that be completely just broken through, you know, I think that's what it would look like. It's funny. Another Matthias De Stefano, how he talked about the I am movement. Did you do you remember him? Like, no. Okay, but in a lot of his. Um, oh my! My ex girlfriend actually was. She went through that pilgrimage with him. That's okay, really, she's been sending me some updates. So now, yeah, I remember they're gotcha. like doing activations in different chakras of the planet or something. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild what he's doing. But yeah, my point was that he went from like he was in that place of he loves being with people and community. Mm-hmm. He wants to do everything together with people, but kind of the universe was teaching him that you know, or a higher power, whatever you want to call it, was teaching him that he's got to be the one in the circle. He's mm. got to be the one that's the leader. Mm. It's not that, you know, he's the one above all and, you know, he's way above you and all that. It's just that he's got to be the one that's leading the group. Mm. And he's got to be in the center of the circle is kind of a mm-hmm. way. And so he created, um, co-created, I guess, this I am movement of mm. I am 
and the independent it's uh the independence of the person is kind of where the power is and and we all have this power within us and so mm-hmm. part of his message was was learning that it's okay it's okay to be that leader it's yeah. okay to be the most powerful self like it's like be the leader because somebody's got to lead somebody's yeah. somebody's got to be the one who's in the center of the beautiful circle mm. nice i love that that's something that is connected there and yeah help you and that's it's beautiful so thank you brother yeah well that was a awesome conversation man great to meet you and and get Same. to meet you a little bit and i really appreciate you taking your time and coming on i think what you're doing is awesome based on even just based on the little i know about you so far i think we're very aligned in in living from the heart and clearly a lot of the things we were we've been kind of on the same wavelength so i just want to say thank you you seem like a really awesome guy i want to get to know you more for sure and thank you so much where mm-hmm. can people find you who are listening to this podcast and if when they want to learn more about you and your journey and possibly get help from you, mm-hmm. uh, podcast blogging, where can they find you? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for having me, Eric. It's been so good to get to know you as well. You're an awesome dude too. And, uh, and I definitely look forward to deepening our connection. You know, I definitely want to stay in touch. And to stay in touch with me, yeah, probably Instagram is the best place. Journey with Caesar, C-E-S-A-R. That is... My Instagram tag, Journey with Caesar, or check out the podcast, loveisournature.com. You know, feel free to send me a direct message on Instagram or schedule schedule a call if you just want to have a chat. I just love meeting people and love connecting with people, you know. So I'm pretty good at telling people whether whether I could be of support with what they're dealing with or point them in a different direction, you know, yeah. be straight up with them, like, hey, I don't think that I'm someone who can support you with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Beautiful. Awesome, man. Well, yeah, again, thanks. This was a great conversation. Hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much, brother. Appreciate it. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. This is the Full Potential Living Podcast. In this podcast, I will aim to provide motivation, clarity, and a clear sense of purpose, helping you live a full potential life.